Havertz in a pocket of space. Edison came and didn't get there. Chance for Chelsea. Goal for Chelsea. As possibly bleak as this. Good evening, guys. Welcome to another episode of the Reaction Brings Podcast. I'm your host, Oper. Today, I'm joined by SB, and we've got a special guest. Well, not really special, but got a guest. Noah. Special. You proper Chelsea, yeah? Yeah, man. I don't know if I'm if I'm still proper Chelsea, but I'm as Chelsea as it gets. <laughs> you know, you and um, SB's win got rescinded because there. Were, no, I didn't. Don't do that. There was, don't va- do that. There was va- VAR errors. Don't do that. Don't do that. We won. We took the trophy home. No, you didn't. For I, I'm, I'm counting that one. <laughs> but yeah, another week, another Chelsea, another week of Chelsea. Yeah, guys, let's just get straight into it. Two back to back. Losses, first 4-1 to Liverpool, now 4-2 to Wolves. And like in the last hour, a lot of stuff's coming out, guys. So what are your thoughts on it, SB? Like you're seeing the reports of Poch. What are your thoughts in general in Chelsea, really? Like, I've heard um, with, with Chelsea, like I love Chelsea so much, but it's it's become so bad that I've had to really let my emotions towards like losses and even having hope for the club go. And by that, I'm not annoyed by the consistent losses, by how we are playing, by the mess that the club is. But what Chelsea is today is nothing short of an embarrassment. Um, Poch has a lot of blame to take in terms of the way we're playing. I don't like how the midfield is used. And I'm a, I'm a Poch defender. Everyone knows that. For stability, I think the club needs stability. But look, Poch isn't doing good enough. I think the strategy from the owners needs to be looked at, needs to be questioned. And I just think when I look at the problems and the situation of Chelsea, I don't like to look at it as if Poch is doing this horrible, bad job. I look at it as a club. Since these new owners have come in, how have Chelsea been? And we've been a mid-table club ever since these owners took over Chelsea. And it's a shame. Is is it not two years since the, the takeover? Yeah. And we've just consist now we're just a mid-table team despite spending one billion. So look, the owners are the, the primary blame, but look, every there's blame everywhere. And it's it's honestly a shame because I was watching the Arsenal game yesterday and watching Arsenal, that is a top team. And it used to be Chelsea, we're the top team. We can watch Arsenal games and laugh at them, and then we can watch our top team and it's done a full 180, but we're even worse than Arsenal was when we was looking at Arsenal. So, yeah, it's a shame, man. That comes at you fast. But yeah, it was interesting you put it like that. So, we've got the things that Poch are to blame for and the things that owners to blame for. Noah, I'll go to you. Let's just look at Poch now. What things would you blame him on specifically? Like, what things do you think are definitely on him? Because I'm of their opinion... Oh. Yeah. Go on. So, <clears throat> number one, <laughs> Point that I, this is the point that I make every every conversation that I have. There is at least five players either in the wrong position or in the wrong role in every single lineup that we have seen this season. There hasn't been a, a game this season. Probably Wolves was the closest we've seen. We had two fullbacks. We had three in centre mid, although the three in centre mid weren't positionally right. correct. And then we had, obviously, Nkunku was up front, Sterling on the left, and Palm. That's the closest I've seen to a full, almost right starting eleven by players playing in their position. So there's the issue of players in, in the wrong position. Then you have the issue of players in the wrong role. I've, I've seen Enzo, who last year, even in, in the mess that we was last year, was probably by far our most effective player. He's the only one... Him and Badia Show last season were probably the only two out of the whole bunch that looked half decent. He's ta- he's gone full 180. He's put Enzo pressing opposition strikers, which makes no sense because in, in reverse, he has Gallagher 
taken 100 touches per game. And for me, it's easy to see from the common eye. Every fan base thinks they should be doing opposite roles. Enzo is the one that you want in the ball dictating play. And Gallagher is the one you want pressing op opposition defenders. And then you've got the issue of what formation are we actually playing? I know they say it's 3-2-5 where we have possession. I'm just wondering who is the two in, in that two? Mm -hmm. Because it's never a 3-2-5. And it's never really a free anyways. Because yeah. none of our fullbacks tuck in. We 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 leave Thiago Silva and De Sassi, if it's if it's them two, then Caicedo plays virtually just in front of them. Then we've got Chilwell as far as as possible. You've got the the right fullback as far as possible. You've got Enzo and, and Gallagher in the opposition box. So in reality, you're left with a two one numbers. <laughs> and then it it leads to what what gets us get gets at us every single game. We saw it against Middlesbrough. That's how they beat us in the first leg. We saw it against Wolves. We see it practically every game that we get beat in transition so often. And then it leads to the outside outside view that Caicedo is the problem by himself because he's not stop he's brought in to stop all of these transitions, etc. But I'm thinking if you look at Caicedo. In, in transition, look at the amount of green space around him and the lack of teammates that he has from our side covering with him. And then you, you're thinking this play, this one player has to cover all of this space. You simply can't do it. Mm. And then what, what got me was um, was the, the Liverpool game because he realised that Caicedo was isolated. He then subbed off Caicedo, put Enzo deep and left Enzo isolated. And the same problems occurred. So it's it's the it's the problem with a manager where SB might not like to hear it, but he's stuck in 2015. Nice. No, he's he's been stuck in 2015. His tactics simply don't work. He doesn't know how to get the best out of the players in his team. The the player that we that people say has been probably the best player behind Cole Palmer because Cole Palmer's been the best player for us but people say Gallagher's been the best he's shit man but he's he's based the, the, the squad around Gallagher and Gallagher isn't playing well mm. so what was what was riding his luck at the start of the season what what kept that side of the Chelsea fan base on, on guard was that Gallagher was performing Gallagher isn't performing anymore but he's still the centrepiece Poch another thing I know you said let's go through the list in-game management, his substitutes either come too late. I want to know what he said to them at half-time because, my word, there there hasn't been a game this season where we've come out at half-time, looked up for, for the second half. Every time we come out for half-time, it just looks like everyone's completely deflated. That's why we often concede straight out of coming out. And it's like, everyone can see glaring issues on the pitch. You're the manager, you spend seven days a week with these exact players. And bro, that's my point. That's my point. And and there's there's no European football excuse. There's no I've seen I've seen recently he's he's been saying we haven't had time to prepare for games, etc. I'm thinking what are you using the time that you have on the bro, training pitch? They're doing do? barbecue with them, man. Because this that, is it's, it's 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 barbecue and, and running test. Bro, that's what I'm saying. Just, there's, like, there's, there's not enough. No, just there's not enough. Tactically, there's not enough tactical sort of nuance going on within the whole training complex. Like, I I don't see it. And if there is, and we aren't seeing anything on the pitch, then what is he telling them tactically? No, it's true. It's true because we watch Chelsea and just like I agree with everything you said. Like, we yeah, Casado gets cast out, and sometimes rightfully so. But you can see my man's on island, like. Every time, how many times do you have the situation where you get Casado gets the ball, like three men are on him and no Chelsea players around him? What do you want him to do? Yeah. And and it it, it the the point of him being isolated leads into the point, the the thing that's used against him where he makes too many fouls. Mm -hmm. He's always going to make too many fouls when he's the only one having to guard that many players. That's actually true. That's I didn't even consider that as well. What are what are we expecting? He's 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 feeling the force of a whole attack and a whole midfield coming towards him, he's going to make many fouls. 
Because the only way you stop transition if you don't have bodies with you is to foul. So it's it's what causes them to make many fouls. Our team wouldn't make as many fouls if we were better in transition. Yeah, yeah. If if, if it wasn't if it wasn't free at the back defending every transition that that we that we we come across, we wouldn't make as many fouls. We wouldn't get. We have seventy two yellow cards. Seventy two yellow cards. Most of our yellow cards. The 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 three most reasons we kick the ball away. Descent with the refs, which I think is a is a bogus yellow card to get anyway. I see, I see. And it's and it's fouls in transition. Mm. Because if if in if you're a player defending a transition and there's no you don't feel any stability behind you or you don't have men with you, you're gonna foul. That's true. Nice. You'd rather you'd rather a free kick than them have an opportunity right at goal. Bro, another issue I have with Poch is that the lack of compactness in possession yeah. as well is another thing. Like again, you watch Arsenal, you see Rice and Georgina, look how close they are. Right next to each Odegaard's next to all of them. But you have Caicedo there. One man is 15 yards there. The other man is 15 yards there. And you're wondering why you have to keep circulating the ball between the back line. They're too far apart. And it's like, it's compactness out of, in possession. Because like, every, like we, um, we watched the Fulham game as well. Like, Caicedo, no, it was like Enzo, Mudrick, Chiwa. They're all in the same space. They're all in the space, same space. What do you expect them to do? And out of possession, again, there's that lack, lack, lack of compactness where we always get done in transition. So exactly for... More time you're having six days to prepare for, for, for a week. What are you doing on the training pitch with them? Why do you look so ill? This is, this is what I'm saying. They say Chelsea struggle in build up play and breaking down teams. Well, duh. <laughs> How can you expect good build up play if your build up is three bands? Silva, Desassi, and then Caicedo, and then Enzo, Enzo, the player that you want. You want in build-up. Ahead of Caicedo. You mm-hmm. want Enzo getting the ball deep ahead of Caicedo. But Caicedo's the one receiving the ball deep. Enzo is now sitting on their striker to collect the ball. So it's... probably not the most mobile as well. Yeah, you pass it to Caicedo and Caicedo has to do an intricate pass to find one of the five players that's playing amongst the, the opposition defence. And it's like, how do you expect build-up and how do you expect to break down defences? If you have one player in the center of the pitch, yeah, always only gonna move from side to side. Nah, it's true. You see, with Poch, I've been defending him. I've been defending. No, that was a passionate rant. (laughs) (laughs) It was the wrong week to get me on. (laughs) I've I've been defending him, and it's gonna stick on my name because he he's not done a good job. Um, he's going to get sacked and in a year's time people are going to be like oh SPU back to Poch I, I did and I have to hold my hands up it's simply not been good enough and I would say the midfield is is the thing that makes me most annoyed because I can say with attack look Nick Jackson he's got a decent output um, Palmer's done quite well I would say Sterling he's shit but he's got numbers but with the midfield we've spent 200 million on Enzo and Caicedo, and he's just letting Caicedo hang. He's hanging him out to dry. My main thing with Caicedo, even if you look at our first goal we conceded yesterday, yes, we can say he gets caught on the ball. Look at where he is on the ball. Where was his options? He was in the middle. There was no one for Caicedo to pass to. That was my main thing. But obviously, people watching it and people that have an agenda against Caicedo are going to say, oh, look at Caicedo giving away the ball here and there. He had no options. He he literally ran into a dead end. They've taken it from him. And obviously, they've gone and scored. Now, Caicedo and Enzo cost 220 million combined. There's a lot of people running agendas. They're not that good, this and that. Caicedo is a brilliant defensive midfielder. And Enzo was a brilliant tempo setter, brilliant brilliant at breaking lines, brilliant at creating chances from deep in midfield. And we have not been able to see this consistently enough. It's been too long since, it's been too long with Poch in the role for them two in the midfield to still not be working well. So my my issue with Poch is Enzo at the start of the season, the first two games when Carney played, uh, Liverpool and West Ham, those were good games. They were both good games from Enzo Fernandez. So what has happened that has made Carney injured? Well, Carney got injured, and since then, Enzo's just been playing in a role that just doesn't suit him. Mm-hmm. And honestly, it's upsetting because 
I know Chelsea have this hiring and sacking culture, but with this young squad that these owners assembled, I genuinely believe that it is not a good look on this project that they keep pushing, that we have sacked a manager in Potter and now we've sacked a man manager in Poch. But the truth is Poch does deserve the sack, but for the project, it doesn't look good. And for these players, I believe they need stability. But look, everything is bad. We're seeing the leaks that's coming out in the media. Even there's a leak that just come out now that Poch, it's just come out now. I sent it to the chat. Poch basically said he knows he's a dead man walking. He knows he's not going to be here sure. next season. Let, then go. And I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm a Poch. Go. <laughs> no, what, what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, is that if he knows he's a dead man walking, separate now. There's no point. That payout money is, is beautiful. Can't lie. Oh, he's gonna get a ten. Oh, yeah, he's not gonna walk because a ten, hey, million, bro, that's 10, 10 million. million. Hey, listen, that's you got to feed families out there, man. That's like, you can't knock a man, but like the you thing, see, yeah, go on, go on. No, no, SP, with, with what you said, with that, with that, um, thing where he see he knows he's a dead man walking, he clearly knows he's doing the wrong job. So, what is he gonna do to change it? Well, who's our next game? Palace. No, Villa. We're gonna see the we're gonna see the exact same thing at Villa away that we did against Wolves. We're not gonna be compact. We're gonna get done in transition. Enzo's gonna be on the opposition striker, and it's and it's gonna be the same thing over and over again. But he knows he's a dead man walking. If I know I'm a dead man walking, I'm gonna try and make myself not dead. I'm not just gonna let that's that, what because that's, that's what because that's what Lampard did. Because mm -hmm. SBI agree with you in terms of the squad. Like the yeah. squad is very young. The project itself is a mess. I can't even cap. Like there's too much inexperience. What where where I where I agree where I disagree with you, SB, is that where you said sacking him doesn't look good for the project. I disagree. Oh Why do you I think, think I think sacking him reinforces that although there is a project, results are still necessary. Project I think I think what what people confuse the word project with is that you need to constantly be losing and be okay with it because it's it's a process that we're not going to win now, but we might win in three years. I think that's what people's ideology of what a project is. But I think by them sacking him, it reinforces that. Although it is a project, we are still Chelsea. We still do demand results now. We understand that you're not going to win titles now. And we understand that you might not be challenging for titles now. That's what I understand the project to be. That we might not win a trophy, a title this season, or or challenge for the title this season. But it doesn't mean you, you lose 4-2 at home to Wolves. I agree. It doesn't mean... The same thing with Potter as well. It's like, there's a project. Yeah. But it doesn't mean you should be going out of 21. It doesn't mean you lose 1-0 at home to Brentford. It doesn't mean you lose 1-0 at home to Villa. It doesn't mean you lose 4-1 away to, to Newcastle. No, I, look, I, I agree. And I... If Poch is to be sacked today, I'm not going to cry. He deserves to get the sack. My problem is, now, we sat two managers, giving them seven months. Of course, they are at fault. When managers look at this job, it's not it's not an attractive job. It's not. We're, we're, people are saying, go and get Xabi Alonso. That guy has Liverpool. And even and if... And Bayern. And even if um, we had the chance to get him, why would he come in? Why would he come here? This is a car and that gone. It, it it doesn't make sense to get him. It doesn't because it he doesn't. he is six months into his managerial career. Mm -hmm. He has as little experience as it comes. He's having yeah. a great season. Granted, they've lost no Bundesliga games. Hundred percent, they're having a great season. But for for me to even be okay with us getting Xabi Alonso, I'd want him to win. I'd have I'd want him to have three seasons under under his belt. Minimum. This and is like us going and getting Cesc Fabregas <laughs> to come and manage us. It's just that Alonso's at a, in a bigger league and doing better. They're, they're as inexperienced as he... I don't want any inexperienced manager. But it's all going to end in the same way as Potter did. And Please. Potter's got more experience than all of these guys. This this the thing with, with the situation we're in now. The manager market is not great. When, when, when I'm hearing manager suggestions, I always hear the Zerbi. So I would take it because he said Mudrick, he, he said he said Mudrick can win the Ballon d'Or. So do it, bro. Bring the Zerbi. Let Mudrick win the Ballon d'Or. But other than the Zerbi, there's like cool a slot, 
um, our, our norming, that's our, um, sporting. We're going to gamble on a hipster because the manager market simply isn't great. And to be fair, Tottenham gambled on Ange. I'm not Ange's biggest fan. I think this Highline stuff is quite funny sometimes, but he has them competing. And this is what I want what in Poch to do. I wasn't, Poch wasn't my number one target, like the number one person I wanted, but he was someone that I knew, that I thought, sorry, that if he came, he can build foundations. And that's why I said I wanted him. He can be the, the you know, the Ranieri to the Mourinho, the one that does the good work, gets us to a certain stage, and then we go and get that title winning manager. And I would I would honestly be fine with anyone that can build that foundation. So it's going to be a risk. I think the Zerbi will take the job if we approach them. But none of the managers out there really, really entice me, really, really like interest me. Like, oh my God, we need to get him. There's no one out there. I think what you said was correct in the sense that, like, the thing with Poch, yeah, for me is that, like, why I'm so annoyed is that. I didn't expect him to suddenly make us title challenges or anything. I just didn't think the season would go the way it's been going. I didn't no, think it'd be that bad. Do you get it? Because you're playing once a week. You have Premier League experience. You have experience in managing bigger players than, let's say, Potter. You said in your interview that after a year out that you become a better coach, you feel like you're a better coach. And I know it's pre-season, but the signs were somewhat encouraging. But to go from that to now that a guy's playing chill out left wing. <laughs> Cole left back, playing Enzo as a 10, Gallagher as a 6. There's just so much confusion. And, like, again, I always say these clubs have analysts and scouts that like, watch these games, multiple clips of these games. There's no way you see these games, see the structural issues, and just keep doing what you're doing. Like, after United, when we conceded 28 shots to one of the worst attacking teams in the league, something should, alarm bells should be ringing. And since then, I've just not seen any improvement. And it's the same story. Liverpool have had a good season, but we all know they haven't played especially well. They wiped the floor with us on Wednesday. Absolutely that wiped the floor with us on Wednesday. It was actually like, it was men against boys. And to be fair, that's the downside of the recruitment because I agree with SB, the, the, the youth thing is too much. Like, it's not yeah, it's not FIFA because the way these lot lose their heads is crazy and it, it is hard for a coach to manage them. But what I will say with the scouting is that I think profile-wise, the squad is actually good. The, yeah. There's a lot of inexperience, don't get it twisted, a lot of inexperience, but as the profile-wise, you can literally play any formation you want with these lot. Anyone, anything. I think I think this squad is good enough for top four minimum. Yeah, when yeah, when you yeah. see Aston Villa, when you see Aston Villa in the top four, yeah. it shows it's good enough for top four yeah. minimum. Um, so that shows, of course, Poch is failing with the role he has at hand yeah. now. My my biggest um Ooh, issue bro, with the at least it out for what two months. So it's cut, Jesus, cut. man. Armstrong injury. Ooh, it could be out for more. Why did why did Flippin Hodgson play him? He wasn't fit. <laughs> he was on for nine minutes. No, he wasn't fit. He came yeah. off after he done the mad thing against Sheffield. He pulled up. He shouldn't have played against Brighton. You risked him. He's out for two months. Hey, that's crazy. No, man. man. But Elise is not coming to the bridge anyway. But um, outside of Elise, the squad, I don't think there's an issue with like. So, for example, people will slander Enzo, Caicedo, Badia Shill, even though he's been very shaky. Colwell. These are all very good players that top four clubs wanted. I was a big slanderer of Jorginho. Open nose. Me and him used to beef about Jorginho. Even Arsenal fans, when they signed Jorginho, they was fuming. I was telling them, look, I know I get onto Jorginho a lot, but if you get legs around him, that's a very good midfielder. And now these Arsenal fans in the in the group chat that I'm talking to yesterday, like, oh yeah, SB, I can't lie. You was right about Jorginho. He's a very good player. And that's why when I see on the TL people slandering the likes of Enzo Caicedo. If he was playing for, if these players were playing in a team, in a system that was working, then they'll be rated much more higher than they are now. So I don't really care for like the agenda and for everything people are saying about our players. The main issue I would say is that we spent 1 billion. The only striker option we have, valid one that can really, really add an impact right now is Jackson. The only one. We've got wingers in Madueke and Mudrik, who are both good, young, talented wingers. But to add effects for Chelsea right now, both of them got huge holes in their game. And then you've got Sterling, the experienced one, and he's just shit. And he's just shit. And we're doing a youth project, and we're playing Sterling ahead of Mudrik and Madueke. And he's not, it's not as if he's adding a lot more than... if. Like, what I'm trying to say is that I would rather play Mudrik, play Madueke and give them the minutes that Sterling is getting because what is Sterling doing with his experience? Nothing. But it's called a youth project. It's, there's so, 
I think the direction is it's been divided. Like if Vell left, there's so many sporting directors that have their own ideas. So I know Joe Shields, I like Joe Shields a lot. He brought Lavia and Palmer, but Vivelle brought Madueke, he wanted Felix, he wanted Sloboshlai. When Stanley wants Tony, but the other owners, the other directors want oh. Osserman. It's all jumbled up. When Liverpool became a serious, serious team, they had Michael Edwards. He was the one person saying, Clock, I know your system, Salah's going to work brilliant here. Don't get Julian Brown. Arteta with Edu. He had one man, Pep, with Shiki. Why do we have four or five guys? One guy from Brighton, one guy from Monaco. Joe Shields, who I like. But Bear, oh my God, Patrick Foden. Oh. <laughs> uh, the hat trick made me stop running. No, I get what Hi, he said. You're right, you're right. You're spot on. Hey, let me, let me drop a little... Because I know that you said that this team is good enough to get top four. Easy. Poch has Poch has probably had the easiest season, Bro. the easiest easiest job of any Chelsea manager within the past twenty years, because if he asks any Chelsea fan, we were probably calm with seventh or sixth. We was calm with, alright, cool, let's get into Europe. Bro, you know how it's I not even a. League. I'd have taken it. Yeah, it, it's not even a. Ah, oh, let's get into the 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 Champions League. It's a. Everyone was fine with simply getting into a European place. And he's still underachieved on that. He's had the easiest of jobs. And and the crazy thing is, he's not, he hasn't been far away from that. As I said in the in the group chat, last week we were eight, we were ninth, my United were eighth. There was three points between us. We was four points off top top six. West Ham. It's now the 5th of February. Man United are above West Ham. Who were, who were the team ahead of us. What They were above West Ham and there's now a seven-point gap between us and United. And United are, are sick and we're 11. But last week, we were both ninth and 8th respectively. So my thing is, it's not been hard for him to, to even get the fans on his side because as much as much as people hate us playing bogus football and and winning games but by luck if your if your position reflects progress people don't care about that because everyone at the end of the day regardless of how well you play everyone just wants to move up the table his problem is he's given us the same bogus last as last season performance wise probably even worse and he's in the same position were 11th with the same bogus performance. So there is no progress, which is what everyone wanted to see. And then this is what don't that that gets me wrong from the the, the Gary Neville's, etc. They will say that Poch has brought stability and for us to get rid would be would be outrageous because he's brought stability and he's the only thing bringing stability to the club. And I'm thinking, what stability is he, has he brought? We don't know our best 11 were in February. We don't know what, what our best formation is. We're in February. We don't know who we want to start on the left. There's no one that's stuck down that point other than favouritism, Sterling. We don't know who we want to start up front. We don't know who our best back four is. We don't know who our best centre-back pairing is. We're only now discovering who our best keeper is. And 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 some it's going to get me scared when Sanchez is back fit because something tells me Poch puts him back in. I think he goes back in as well because of I his think, ability think, on the ball. I think I think that he goes back in, and and not not directly regarding Sanchez, but this is another thing that's a problem with Koch. It's clear favoritism. Yeah, like with what SP was saying, he's he came out um last week and and made a point about Modric, saying he plays players based on form. If you're not in form, you won't be playing. And I'm like, that's a fair point. Play players in form, but then why do I look at the lineup every single game week and see Sterling starting left wing, and then I see Gallagher starting, and I'm like, with Chilwell, that's a different story because you don't know my opinion on Chilwell, but he's just come back from injury, isn't it? Yeah. But with Sterling, I'm like, point of Sterling brings experience. He shows the amount, the same amount of inconsistency as Mudrik and Madueke. Yeah. 
it's the Sterling Sterling is an experience. He plays like an under twenty one player. What what confirmed it to me? La, la, um, against Wolves, he was one on one on the wing against Craig Dawson, mm. and didn't take him on. He waited for Enzo to make a run into the box to play it. To I'm like, this is probably the easiest situation you could have been in in the box in the, on the pitch. You're up against a centre back out wide, a centre back at, towards the end of his career, and you've not decided to take him on, and you're meant to be in your prime. And then you look you look at Neto when he was one on one with Silva, toasted him. It was toast. A chance, and he, and they scored from it. It's like. Sometimes thing. you just just got wonder. It's not issue I've report in terms of the structure. Why is Thiago Silva ever the situation where he has to be one v one with Pedro Neto? Transition. Because the reason it goes why back I, to the transition bro, point. The reason why I don't blame the squad is that I, I know people don't like doing it and whatnot. But when Tuchel first came in, the narrative about the whole Chelsea squad is J five is shit, Rudiger shit, Christensen shit. Thiago Silva's old, chill is this. Everyone's that. Weren't you in the Champions League with good coaching? Look at everyone's status elevated. If I saw a fundamental structure in place and players messing up, I'm telling you, I'd be the first one on their case. But I'm looking at these lot. Some of them are dead. Like I think the the left hand side of Chilwell, Gallagher, and um, what's his name, Stanley. Danny's the that they're dead. that's one of the most horrific things I've seen. Listen, they're my- finished. But <laughs> overall, there's just not enough. There's not enough that I've seen from this coach where I'm like. You have not put these players in a good place to succeed. Because even when we had the injuries on the Tuchel, yes, we fell off, but we, we man, were we losing this many games? Impossible. No. Impossible. At the very and, least, we defended well. Yes, that's oh. what I was about to say. Uh, he's gone and changed the, bed, the best thing about Chelsea. When, whenever Chelsea were bad, we was always known for a good defence. We went last season, no, the, the season under two, I think it was 21-22, where we went about five, six games without even conceding a shot on target. Mm. Like, we went from from the start of the season to about January, only conceding 18 goals. It's like, he's gone and taken the only thing we could rely on, which was our defence, and flipped it on his head. He said, our defence is horrible. There's nothing There's nothing going on there. But he's made, our attack is, our attack is more productive. I can, I can, I can get that. I can get behind that. But I think that's mostly all down to individual brilliance. I don't think there's any attacking patterns of play where I can say this is Poch's style. Like I saw with the video with Arsenal yesterday, there was a video where they played played it out from the back. Rice and 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 Georgina next to each other. They build it up, and they get they get get and go and charge a chance. There isn't anything that I've seen where I'm like, hmm. I've seen this in this game, and I've seen the same thing in the next game. That's Poch's style of play. There is no style of play. This is the same problem we were seeing under Potter. And Potter was gone after seven months. Poch, I don't know if he's going to go soon, but February is looking treacherous, and I think his, I think his time is up. Yeah, but it stays on number, doesn't it? Things he was famed for at Spurs, I'm not yet to see it at the bridge. The high press and the high tempo... You circulate the ball slowly. We're very poor in the counter press. Listen, adios, mate. Like, we don't. We don't high press. Yeah. Gallagher, no. Gallagher doesn't high press. Gallagher doesn't press. Gallagher runs around at a fast speed and tries to close people down. Palmer presses. That's, that's why like, you. That's why yes. you've seen Palmer create a lot of chances from his presses. Interceptions. He he intercepts it and times he pressed at the right moment. Gallagher isn't pressing. Gallagher looks like he's pressing. Because he runs for a long time. There's complete difference. And now I'm going to go back to Gallagher. I don't like speaking about Gallagher because it infuriates me. <laughs> but I'm going to start off with the fact that we've gone into a Premier League season. And and some people were, were, were getting onto me at the start of the season when I said it's sort of abomination for Chilwell and Gallagher to be regularly captain us. It's an abomination. <laughs> it's it's not it's not Chelsea. Those two captaining us weekly is 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 pure disgraceful. Gallagher starts week in week out. I have I have discussions with people. They say Gallagher's Gallagher's this. I'm asked. I ask, what is Gallagher good at other than running? His love for the club. He comes from the academy, and he gets it. Other than that, what is he good at? Nothing. There's no answer. 
There's no answer. Nothing much. Even... Like, I know SP likes him because he came from the academy, but there is nothing <laughs> that he, he brings to the side. Like, I, lo- I love the Cobham ballers, you get me? And this, nah, this... I, I love Cobham too. <laughs> with, I've, with... I've been I've been I've been at Cobham, I've been Cobham, Cobham from the jump. But <laughs> if a player's good, they're good. Like with... With... He, he slows down everything by about 10 seconds. He takes extra touches. His touch is too bubbly. His greatest asset, finishing, he can't do. He had a chance against Wolves to make it 4-3. Just lift it a bit. What does he do? He just passes it on the ground. There's nothing that, there's no, he, he misses an open goal. And I'm like, this is meant to be his best attribute and he can't produce. There is nothing that he's bringing to the side because he doesn't press well. So if he's not pressing well, what is he actually bringing to the starting eleven? Nothing much, though. I'll be honest with with Gallagher. I, I like him um, as a player. Obviously, people <laughs> might say, "Oh, why do you rate him?" I uh, watch a lot of Crystal Palace, and when he went to Palace, he moved me a lot. So I've got to say, like you know, well done for that period for Gallagher. I think to be honest, this season he's been a good stopgap in terms of. Carney's been injured, Nkunku's been injured, uh, Caicedo started slow, and for that reason, his role in the team, he's he's been a good placeholder, but he's, he's just not good enough, man. Um, his, his best attributes are the clamping, man, the running, the energy, but on the ball, he's not good enough. Final third, you have to be decisive. Oh, you have to be decisive. And there's so many opportunities and times I can see in my head. Like, for example, Liverpool, when Casado tight area, he's got a he's got a pass like two three bad popped it off to Enzo. Enzo's played it into Gallagher. One more pass and Sterling one has more pass. One more. Sterling has a one on one. He falls down and holds his head <laughs> on the ground. He tries and, to cut back in. He says, "I'm not passing to Sterling." And it's like situations like that. The 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 fans that do not watch. Chelsea or the, the pundits that don't watch Chelsea every single game, they won't see that, but they'll see highlights of Gallagher running around. Oh, he 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 loves the club. He he plays with his heart on his chest. It's like, come on, man. Look, I love the club. I love Chelsea. Can I play for Chelsea? If you put me in the midfield, I'll look worse than Gallagher. I'll look worse than him, but I love the club. So loving the club only takes you so far. And I do like Gallagher as a player. And I've been saying, give us 50 million. But the way he's playing, 30 million is fine. 30 million, I swear down, 30 million is fine. He just has to go. And I do not want to scapegoat him because last season I do say, I, I've, I've scapegoated players before. Jorginho, uh, Rudiger, I've scapegoated. Mm. Scapegoated bare players. I don't want to scapegoat him because of how we're playing as a club because oh. it's not just Gallagher. Mm. But br- my bro, you're not good enough for Chelsea. Go back to Palace, or if it's to Tottenham, you're gonna to go to go and good luck in your career, innit? Wish you the best. Listen, one player, but it's not just Gallagher, like you said, there are other players like you see Ben Chill, yeah. He's your my boy, man. No, I'm fit. no, bro. I used I used to love Chill, man, but I'm done now. If he's a pressing trigger, defense he's a liability, he cannot cross the ball, and now his finishing's gone to piss. Guys, what is his purpose in this football club? Man? I'll be honest, I think them injuries have just cooked him, man. Cooked him. Cooked him still. Because the thing is, everyone hates Cook Rare, so they rightfully get onto him because I can't lie, he's not had a good Chelsea career. But yeah. the stuff that Chilwell gets away with, like that cameo against um Fingy Liverpool Dustin. I like Noah said for Gallagher and Chilwell to be are both captain options and to be hooked at half time is a damning, damning, and damning of this football club. Damning, damning, damning environment. It's poor man, it's very, very poor. And with Chua, I'm I'm a Chua fan. I think what I've done wrong and what I need to start doing, stop doing, is using one player to compare another player because Cucurello was so bad that I was just like, how can people say you would prefer to watch Cucurella than Chua? And I was just like, what Chua brings is better than what Cucurella brings. But I need to stop doing that. I need to view the players in isolation. And Chua, obviously, he's still early back from injury, but on the ball. Not great. As you've said, press and trigger. So sloppy in possession as well. And his best attribute is that he can bomb down the wing. But I don't think we can use that as a as like a massive positive for a left back. There's so much that 
comes with being a good left back. And if you compare Chilwell to, like, let's say, a good left back that I've watched before, Ashley Cole, or even Ivanovic that was at left back that wasn't bombing down the wing. But every single time someone came down the wing to try and attack Asby, Asby clamped them. When Asby was passing the ball, he was very comfortable in possession. Chilwell, since his injuries, is honestly, he's not been able to do that. And it's a shame. So we need to, one of Cucurella and Chilwell need to be sold. I don't really care who anymore. Um, and a new left back needs to be brought in as the number one. So I agree with Noah now. You was you was right. I could put my hands up. <laughs> I was wrong. Nice. It's just they're going I don't know if you look if you look can hear me. We can. But SB, you're right with what you said about Gallagher. It's it's I started the season thinking. We might be able to get 50 60. It's yeah. currently down to 35 in no. my head. It's 30. Of what I'm, I'm thinking, all right, cool. Clubs will probably offer us this amount. And the more he plays, the more it goes down. I was thinking, hmm, start of the season, he started off a bit well. There was interest, Tottenham. I was like, yeah, 60 doesn't seem too bad. We yeah. might be able to get this. But now it's continually decreasing. Let me put that Gallagher aside. Chilwell, I genuinely think, and people might think I'm crazy, I genuinely think he's worse than Cucurella. Because <clears throat> I don't think there's much difference in them going forward. Chilwell, what Chilwell offers is the, the runs in behind. Guaranteed. Fine. The same way people get on to Cucurella for zippy-zippy passing. What your your thing with, with, with Chilwell is what does he then do when he gets the ball in behind? It's nothing. He can't produce a cross. He doesn't know how he's he's he suddenly doesn't know how to shoot anymore. So there is nothing that he offers in attack. And we can't get started on Chilwell defensively because he's a non-factor. Like, I know we got on to Colwell for playing left back, a centre back playing at left back. Like it was it was a disaster ready to happen. But I'd rather Cole there defensively than Chilwell. Because if they're both not going to produce anything thinking attack, I'd rather have the better defender. And it's Cole. But I'm 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 not done speaking about Chilwell in my life because he's gonna he's gonna annoy me against Villa and he's gonna annoy me against Palace. And I'm gonna speak about it more and more and more. But I'm I'm happy that people are starting to open their eyes to him because I can't be fooled. I've asked people on countless occasions, name me one good defensive performance Chilwell has had since the Champions League final. And I can't think of one. And I don't think anyone else can because he doesn't perform well defensively. He doesn't play enough what to I, know any performance. What, yeah, exactly. What what I say about Chilwell is Reese James has saved Chilwell's career. Yeah. Because, because Chilwell is always branched in the R. Oh, Chelsea need Reese James and Chilwell. That's when they play better. We need Reese James. Granted, Reese James makes us play better. Chilwell doesn't. But he's branched with Reese James, so people always think he's better than he actually is. I can't wait for Ben Chilwell to go because he's another experienced member that doesn't offer any experience on the pitch. And he's the 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 vice captain, which is which I which I've said is a disgrace in itself. But guys, if Poch does get sacked, like verbally and surely, who do you guys want as your first choice? First choice out of you? I don't know. Anyone that's available, innit? Yeah. Listen, I'll bring back two from a heartbeat. Listen. Bayern if Google guy, wants to come back, I'll beg him. I'll do unforeseen things just look, if if the owners have enough like humility to go back to Tuchel and say look we was wrong we want you back that would be the only thing that I can say with my heart that I would be so happy with and that I want because other than that there's not one manager that I am like excited about I would say take a risk on Deserbi, take yeah. a risk on our Norman take a risk on Slot take a risk I don't What's even Nogelsman saying with his um... Nogelsman rejected the job and then mm-hmm. Vivelle left. The Vivelle was the one that was pushing for Nagelsmann, so he's obviously not going to come. But take a risk. Like, even what? Go get company. I like the way Burnley play football. Take a risk on company. 
take a risk. <laughs> Bro, the club is in a dire state. All right, like. I don't I'm just know. gonna take that as my connection is bad right now. I didn't get company, bro. <laughs> I'm just gonna I'm just gonna take that as my ears are not working right now. But manager number one is, is, is the man that I post about daily. The man that I miss, TT man. I think the club should just own up to the mistake, mm -hmm. apologize, and 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 let's get back to business, man. Squash the beef. Like we had yeah. a manager, and you know so that what makes me so annoyed about these owners when they took over the club, Joe Cole, he said it on, on BT Sport Four. He told the owners, "Look, you have an elite manager in Tuchel. There's not much better than him." You had people like Fabregas tweeting, "No matter what happens with Chelsea, they're with Tuchel, you're in safe hands." Just to sack him because he didn't respond on WhatsApp. Come on, man! Like, Come on, we had an elite coach. And this is what the owners really, they honestly infuriate me because Poch, I was a backer of Poch. So I'm, I'm not saying that I wasn't okay with Poch coming in. But you took three months, three months to say Poch was your guy to lead this project Bro, forward. That's crazy. That's the thing. Sacrificed last season. They sacked Potter and brought in Lampard. So they basically sacrificed last season. I'm not saying Potter deserved to stay in his job. No, but no. to sack Potter to bring in Lampard, to end up with Poch, who is now the wrong decision, and we are again in 11th position. It is mistake after mistake after mistake from these owners. And the only way they can make it up to the fans is to go and apologise to Tuchel, let them squ squash whatever problem you had, and beg him to come take back this job. Because he's one manager that I know, cool. if he comes here, he will look at the squad He'll be able to see what formation suits them, what system suits these players, and he'll get it to work. Imagine Kaiseido and Enzo in a double pivot under Tuchel. Like, uh, I hope it can be Tuchel. Cool. Under Tuchel. In the in the in the right space, oh my word. That's the thing, because like before we leave, they're talking about moving to a back three, and I'm just like, again, you may not like the recruitment, you may not like the not age, but in terms of profile. I keep saying any formation you want to play, you can fit this team in. You can fit these players in, and like, we'll yeah. see next my thing move to a back three. Yeah, go on. What are your, yeah, yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Personally, I don't like playing a back three, mm. I, but I uh, I can admit when a back three is probably best for a squad. Yeah. I don't mind playing a back three if it means we're gonna get results. Mm. I don't care what what formation we play Neither. as long as it brings results. I don't like a back three because I'd rather have an extra attacker than an extra centre back. But I get when you when when you need to because of your squad. My main thing for the summer is if they persist with Poch or if they bring in a new a new manager, they have to get it right. Yeah. Because that manager is gonna be in charge of let's say we bring in an Osiman. We're going to need to trust that manager to get the best out of Osman with Nkunku and the players that we already have. So that manager has to have the, the know-how of getting, number one, the best out of young young sort of players, but also getting out, getting the best out of players who aren't in the best situation. That's what Tuku was. Rude, SP hated Rudiger before Tuku came. Yeah. And he can admit that when, when Tuchel came, Rudiger looked like a different player. Christensen went from looking like a fairy to being an established centre-back. Jorginho went Our from team. liability that got overrun every single game to dictating, dictating games exactly. against Real Madrid. Against He's European player of the year. That, he didn't deserve that one, though. He didn't deserve exactly. that one. So. But and, and cool. that's, what, that's what it is. Yeah. Tuchel got players, trophies they didn't deserve. Look at the people. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> the third of the ballot door. Um, no, it's real. It's true. No, but that's, it's, like, that's probably the worst attack I've seen at Chelsea ever. Yeah, and they won the Champions League. So it just shows the gaffer can make And they've got a Champions League. Like people like Timo Werner. Timo Werner should definitely not be touching any Champions League. But he did because of the manager. Now, this is what I for the next manager. Whoever's hiring the next manager. Firstly, I believe, I don't think I've said this. When Stanley and Stewart fuck off out of my club, get them out of my club. Get them out of my club. 
get them out of my club. But then after they're gone, find a sporting director. And this sporting director, whoever hires our manager, needs to find a manager that has has work and evidence of knowing how to make a double pivot midfield play effectively, has work and evidence of being able to get the best out of his strikers. Recently as well, because I, I thought Poch can do this, but obviously his works are from 015. So we have to yeah, find someone in the last three time, years. Yeah, we have to find someone in the last three years that has done this and and hope and pray because, as we've said, Caicedo and Enzo in a system that suits them. Osimen, if Osimen comes and we have Nkunku and we have Jackson and these Palmer. are good, Palmer, these are good individual players, but find a system that makes us defensively solid, that gets the best out of our midfield and allows chances to be created for our forwards. And we're not going to be bottom half of the league, minimum top four. This is a top four squad, minimum, despite obviously the young stuff. And I do not want this club. I do not want this club to go and buy this fucking Esther, uh, Messino guy and any more fucking youth, young players. It's enough. We've got enough talent. We have enough talent. If I see in the summer, we're still buying 17-year-olds. I just know that this club is dusted, man. They have not learned from their mistakes. Yeah, man. We're all tired of talking about this football club. Been a good pod. Everyone's just right. Everyone's fed. Like you see, everyone's voices and faces. Everyone's fed up. Everyone's fed up. Right, so Villa, please put me out my misery. Uh, we are, we, are we playing Villa? Yeah, FA Cup. When? That's tomorrow, isn't it? Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah. Oh, Wednesday. Oh, no. Yeah. So Nigeria. Nigeria are playing. I, I don't really give a toss. What Chelsea? Yeah, right, right. Congo, Congo are playing. Congo's got my attention oh, that day. Now, right, now, right. you're, now you're here, Noah. Will you say live on camera that Congo are favourites? What? <laughs> <laughs> Nigeria are, are the favourites. If Nigeria don't win it, it's a disgrace. Uh, no, it's not. We're no, it's dogs. not. We're, we're the underdogs. The dark horses. That's we the disgrace. Before we end, I want to shout out to, to Enzo Fernandez for, for, for being a great player. I know this season's been tough with you. But I, I saw what I, I saw what I saw from Benfica to Argentina to under Potter. I knew what I saw. I know what I saw. So Potch won't fool me at all. I know I know that you're the truth. Number two, Kendry Pires, 2025, next year. Ballon d'Or winner. Trust me. You guys Super might not stop. believe it. You guys, I know that the 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 youth has to stop, but not with Kendry Pires. Trust me. And and Potch out. Havertz in a pocket of space. Edison came and didn't get there.